Hello everyone and welcome to the 50th episode of Career Podcast. Today I'm joined with Ozoma Dankwu. He's a concept artist focusing on and also an anima- animator focusing on character design and animation from Lagos, Nigeria. Now, with that out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design? Yeah, thank you so much um, for this opportunity to um, to be on your podcast. So um, my name is Uzoma. I am a concept digital artist slash um, animation director. I also write as well. I'm based in Lagos, Nigeria. I started with comics in 2012, um, and then I pivoted into animation in 2015. I'm actually a an engineering major, you know. Um, so I actually didn't study arts in um, a formal institution. So. Um, it's like completely different worlds, engineering and arts, you know. But um, in my final year, I decided that I wanted to, you know, follow my passion, you know. And in my country, people who study engineering, um, they get to do office work as opposed to practicing engineering. And I wanted to do practical engineering. Um, So I decided to pivot into doing something that I wanted to do, um, something that's, you know, um, more... Um, something that's more in line with my passion, which is art, you know, and so I started with comics um, in 2012. In 2014, I entered for a competition, a business competition in my country. I was among the top 50 businesses in the country at the time, uh, but I didn't um, scale through to the final stages. Um, I I wasn't granted the, um, the grant. I wasn't given the grant for taking part in the competition because, um, you know, I lost. And at that point, I realized that I had to um, go back to the drawing board and really look at what my business was, what the business side of things was and how viable comics could be was um, could be in Nigeria. And so that's why um, I decided to start with uh, animation because I thought animation was uh, more hands-on and um, there was a need in the market, in the Nigerian market um, for animation. So I started doing commercials for corporate organizations, character designs um, for individuals and things like that. You know, I've been doing that since 2015 to today. And so recently we decided to work on our own short film. First of all, we did a concept short film in 2018 of um, Marvel's Black Panther. Um, We put that online. It didn't get so much traction, but, you know, it was a learning curve for us. We just wanted to see how far we could push our knowledge in production of um, animation and standardizing uh, 2D animation pipeline at the moment, at that that point. Um, And then since then, we decided to work on our own stuff, our own um, film. Uh, We started in 2020, just before the pandemic. At this point, we are just about to start production, um, hoping to secure some funding for it as well to produce the film. We're looking for quite a lot of money. So... Yeah, so that's pretty much where we are. Um, it's posted on my Instagram handle, so you can see um, um, what the film, you know, like you can be, you can get a feel of what the design, what the character design and what the film will be about from the poster. Um, that's pretty much, the name of the film is Atsi. So that's pretty much my background. All right, and um, by the way, good luck with uh, your 
you know, getting the animation up and running and, you know, getting it finalized. And um, could you please tell us a bit about the story of the animation and what's it about? Okay. So, um, I, I won't go into too much detail because um, it's not public information yet, but um, I can give you an idea of what the story is about. So, it's um, the character, the protagonist of the story is, his name is Obi, mm-hmm. is quite similar to me um, in person. Um, it's kind of like my own, is inspired by my own personal story as um, someone who studied engineering and decided to um, do animation and art. So the story is about a boy called Obi who um, who loves to draw, who loves to, um, he loves being an artist, um, but then he has this challenge with um, pursuing, following his passion because he comes from a family that doesn't really support him, you know, and so that's the conflict in his um, life where he has to, um, that he has to surmount and um, kind of overcome. And then along the way, he loses his way because of the pressure. Along the journey in his life, he loses his way because of the pressure from his family and then ends up doing, you know, science. But then towards the end of the story, he finds his way back, you know, with a conflict that he has with his daughter, which kind of reminds him of the relationship he had with his own father. So he sees like a ripple effect um he he sees himself you know his father is like the antagonist of the story but then as he goes on along he the protagonist now becomes the antagonist to his own daughter's dream you know so it's kind of like repeating that cycle of um depression and oppression in his life so um at that point he realizes and he has to find his way back and then you know he finds his um passion um he goes back to his passion and you know that's pretty much what the story is about. So he finds his way back. And all right. And I think there there are some like uh, disruptions with the connection, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I think it should be fine. I mean, I'm just not, noticing it a bit. And. Um, well, let's move on to the next question. Um, when it comes to, of course, um, your work as an anim- animator and also a character artist, um, how does your design process usually go any time you want to start working on a project? So I, I like to work closely with um, feedback based on what the client's brief um, is. So um, there is, at the early stages, I like to gather as much references as possible, you know, do some research, uh, read up on the scripts, if they are scripts, um, read all the write-ups and post- and get as much possible references as I can online. I get references mostly from Google and uh, Pinterest. and I gather all these references together and use them to design the characters. I get references, not just, and most of my references are from real life. So um, I, I don't like to use references of other people's art or less um, instructed to use to create it in um, a specific um, art style or art direction. So yeah, that's pretty much my process. Um, I, I go. I first of all do sketches, like rough sketches. Um, once they are approved, I go on to tighten up the sketches by cleaning them up. And then if the cleanup is approved, then I go ahead to color. That's pretty much my process. All right, and um, who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Mm. 
Um, I like Shiyun, Shiyun Kim a lot. I like um, Amy Thompson. I like Alberto Miogo. Um, um, Jesus Alonso Iglesias. Um, I kind of like skip them. Okay. Um, I also like um, Ming Ming Juen Helen. I can't really remember the names. There are a lot of artists uh, that inspire me, but most of the artists are, are basically in the animation industry as opposed to other industries like comics and concept art and all that. So yeah, it's mostly animation. So I, one thing I did was when I started out was I made sure that I streamlined my um, my visual library and my sources of inspiration to only animation, as opposed to just following. So if you if you check out the people I follow on Instagram, for example, I don't follow I don't follow comic artists. No matter how good the comic artist is, I don't follow them because these guys do amazing art, and it could just kind of you know be a distraction for me because I'm not able to stay focused and produce the the um, what is required of me in animation. So I decided to just stay focused on only animation visual development artists all right and um what is the main subject of your artworks and what made them interesting to you by artworks i mean of course there's a lot of things that you get commissioned by clients or studios you know um but i mean your personal artworks and that you do for yourself and your own projects okay basically the subject of those yeah so that's a good question i get a lot of, I get some pushback sometimes on social media you know people asking me why I design black characters um, only black characters as opposed to characters from other um, races for me um, what I do is about representation I am very 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 I'm 100% for um, representation because we haven't seen um, characters like us growing up I haven't seen you know too many black characters um, prominent black characters the only few I can think of were Fat Albert and Wayne Head and these were not like you know they were not too cool they were not too cool they were not as cool as Superman they were not as cool as Batman they were not as cool as the Spider-Man and all you know so um, I I, I took it upon myself to um, to take some time out to explore um, to explore black characters um, of all kinds of all shapes including albinos you know, like all kinds of characters, especially from Africa, um, just so the world can see. And then I try to put as much um, degree of excellence as it would be, as you would if you were seeing a Disney design or, or a Pixar design character. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's just just to let the world see that um, they've been missing out on the opportunity to explore. Um, an entire, an entirely different um, race of, of people that have not been explored over time. Um, storytelling is very important for us in Africa, and um, we have over three thousand ethnic groups, and these ethnic groups have not been represented at all in animation. You know, so it's way too much for me. I look at you know platforms like Art Art Station you know, um, Pinterest, and I see, I hardly see black characters, I see mostly white characters, and, you know, I, I said, you know what, I'm looking for references for black characters, and I can't find them, you know, for black, um, I mean black de- um, design characters, and I can't find them, so how about, instead of looking for them, why don't I, you know, be the one to start creating them, 
you know, if it never existed before. So um, my, my whole idea was to flood the internet with as much um, black characters as possible, um, just so that people could people can see and have various ideas and, you know, to um, explore storytelling for the black community. So that's basically why. Yeah. All right, that's awesome, actually. I Like, I mean, of, of course, fortunately right now, I mean, in this day and age, like, aside, like, other like yeah, ethnic groups are being more represented in the media as well like you know in comparison to 90s or even like 10 15 years ago but i mean like here's the thing. i i'm completely in love what you're doing because uh, it, it it's a kind of a pity because like for example like the uh, philosophy of a lot of the investors and producers for like making like original white or Asian characters, giving them to black actors. I, I don't think that's empowering. I think instead they should just work on yeah. original like cool characters or, like African like black character. I mean that's way cooler than I don't know just making Batman black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I get you, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, like, I recently watched this movie series on Netflix, Lupin, Lupin, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, I don't know if I've seen it, it but I haven't watched it, but I've seen the, I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, uh, but honestly, it was really awesome, and the actor was super amazing and everything, and, I mean, of course, Arsene Lupin was originally, like, uh, I guess a white character, he was, like, a French novel, but the guy nailed the role, like, so good. You know, that I just accepted, you know, the guy as, you know, the actor was an African-American. I I, I like to know Arsene Le Pen as him than his, the original version. That's how good he yeah. played the role. Awesome. You know? And stuff like that happens. But yeah, I mean, what you're doing is really awesome and good on you. And all right, let's move on to the next question. What technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your works? Well, uh, I use a range of software from 2D to 3D. Um, the most used software in my on my computer is um, Photoshop. I use Photoshop every day, um, almost every day. I also use software I use a lot is um, Toon Boom Storyboard Pro. I also use um, Toon Boom Harmony. I use, um, for 3D software, I use ZBrush, Maya, um, a little bit of Blender, um, Substance, the Substance, um, Substance Painter Designer, you know, a lot, a lot of software. I think it's just based on what it is I'm, I'm working on at, at that point in time. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. And uh, what, do you use a Wacom tablet or what kind of hardware do you use? Yeah, I, I use um, a regular PC as well as a Mac. I started out with a Mac and just got a PC recently. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a display tablet, but it's not the best of qualities. I'm saving up to buy a much better one like a Wacom. But I do use a Wacom tablet, um, not a display tablet, a regular tablet at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, those Intuos ones are actually really yeah. good. I mean, yeah, of course, they're not display tablets, but they're really good. I've been using one of them for three years now, and it's been just yeah. doing amazing. Yeah. And all right, let's go to the next question. Well, any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for artists? Mm. Well, uh, so I, I guess I'll just advise based on my own experience. So um, I, I was I once used to like to do a lot of um, 
a lot of concept arts based on fan arts and you know all the popular things going on so if we see a new episode of wonder vision we get to um, illustrate it out or you know um, falcon and the winter soldier and all these kind of things i mean it's good if you want to um create stuff out there for people to see, you know, for you to be easily discovered on social media. Um, you're following the trends, using the hashtags and all that. That's great. But to build a portfolio, I think what people look out for the most is originality. Um, I have been fortunate enough to um, find what I think I'm good at and what I think is unique to me, um, which is um, exploring black characters. You know, so people, when I put up stuff online, People, I, I get a lot of response because people are like, they've never seen stuff like this before. You know, so I, I think at the end of the day, you need to, the most important thing is to find your voice and then use that voice to create your own um, your own um, portfolio. You know, so your portfolio can be online, it can be a website, it can be a website, it can be art station, it can be Instagram. But um, I, I think where you choose to put your, your works is not as important as the, the works itself. You know, so make sure that your works represent who you are and it's original. You're not trying to, you know, um, pander to the trends and all of that. You have your own voice. Yeah, I think I think that that works the most. You're most likely to be found easily. Yeah. That uh, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that could really help is also, I mean... Oh, everything you said completely is true but another thing that people should also put in mind is to um, basically what I'm trying to say is just find their own mm. niche so don't like shoot everywhere all the subjects and put them under yeah. portfolio like environment, character yeah. and all of that and even when you get into like character or environment try to go more niche like someone is just like is, is an environment artist and is, he just designs like different variations of yes. dungeons you know so imagine if Magic the Gathering wants to hire like an environment artist for dungeons, who, yes. who do you think they're going to get, you know, or message exactly. you, the person who made their portfolio perfect exactly. for that role. And yeah, I mean, it, this is like yeah. super important. And um, all right, next. Yeah. And all right, next question. What are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? I mean, of course, you already mentioned um, the animation that you're working on. But um, aside from that, are there any other stuff going on yeah um i have there are projects i'm working on that i, I can't disclose because of um, the contracts i signed and all all right no yeah problem. um I'm, I'm doing some work for netflix they're working on the concept um i i have i've had various studios reach out to me um but we haven't finalized um yet so i can't you know disclose what i can't say what um i can't mention the names of those studios but I can only say that I'm only doing some work for Netflix at the moment. And there are a couple other studios that have reached out to me as well. All right, awesome. And um, all right, next question. What area beside the area you're working on right now, which is, of course, art and animation and all that, are you interested to explore and learn in the future? Um, what I mean by that, like, imagine, like, hypothetically, suddenly you had a lot of free time and money and resources basically you wouldn't have to worry about stuff so you could you could explore your creative side freely what would you do or what would you learn it could be learning something it could be like you know doing anything you know what would you do in that free time yeah so i I told you that i write i do write as well so um and creates um i'm into creation creation of new ips and all of that so uh, i do have i have a couple of ips um we're working on 
but um, some of them are low key. So, um, so if I had all the time in the world and all the money, there is one particular IP that I want to work on. I know that it, it would involve a lot of artists, you know, coming together to um, to create this world, this world that you know we probably haven't seen before on t- on the big screen. So yes, um, I I have an IP like that um, that I would like to work on if I had all the money in the world. Awesome, awesome. And uh, another thing I want to ask is that actually, um, this the episode we're recording right now and. To ladies and gentlemen who are also listening or watching on YouTube, this is episode 50. I mean, and I mean, of course, you probably saw it in the captions. And I've I've done like 50 episodes by now, including this. And actually, you're the second person I ever artist I interviewed from Africa. And like one of my goals is to interview artists from all over the world, awesome. like the like the places that still remaining are kind of East Asia and Australia. Yeah. Like I even I didn't still have places from there. And um, before you, I had Kofi Ofuso from uh, Ghana, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And I asked him, I, and the specific thing I'm going to ask from you, I'm, I asked from him, which I basically asked um, about the general art scene in the country and also the Africa in general. Like uh, Now, I want to ask you, how is the art scene and in your personal opinion, you think that the future of it is in Nigeria or maybe your city, in environments or... It, in your opinion, what should be done to improve it if it's needed, of course? You basically, tell us a story about the art scene that's happening there. Yeah, we do have a lot of potentials. Um, studios are springing up. We have a couple of studios that have, um, they have um, been you know, long-winded and have stayed afloat um, for years now. We have studios as old as eight years, ten years in Nigeria, animation studios. You know, um, We have very passionate people. We have talented people in this country, um, you know. But what I, what I find that we're lacking at the moment is um, um, proper skills for animation. You know, we have talents, we have people that are created, we have creative, we have people, you know, that have that genuine interest for it. But um, I guess maybe due to um, infrastructural infrastructural lack of infrastructures and um, you know basic amenities. People are, you know, they find themselves struggling with um, following their passion, um, following this creative passion, and you know, honing on their skills to improve the um, the quality of their their works. So, um, and because of that, like me, I'm self-taught, and not everybody has the kind of tenacity and that commitment to follow through with something. So, I really don't blame I don't blame people, um, but I would say that if we had um, um, proper, you know, financing and capital. It would be great for us to invest in those kind of people and bring them together um, under one roof in a proper um, artistic institution um, with standard syllabus to train them on what animation is really about. Um, for if as much as you know, two to three years courses, you know, they need to be grounded in proper production skills. For animation, so I think that's what we're really lacking at the moment. Um, there are only a few people that are very, very talented that we we see on social media because it's not so easy to coming from this part of the world. I mean, my first laptop, I had to borrow money to buy it. You know, so things are pretty tough in this part of the world. So 
um, yeah, I think that's what I, that's what I can say. We have talents, we have mm-hmm. raw talents, we have um, people, you know, with potentials, but the skill, the real, you know, um, the necessary skills to be for them to be employable is the problem. Yeah, I mean, that's totally understandable. And I mean, where I'm from, I'm actually from Iran, uh, but I'm living in Turkey right now. So I've been living in Iran for like the first 21 years of my life. And it's actually the same kind of similar thing to Nigeria. And like, of course, we, we've been like progressing a bit in that regards. But the thing that really helped was, I mean, of course, a lot of talented people, I mean, if they have the opportunity, they will leave the country for, you know, better opportunities outside in the US or Europe and stuff like that. And a lot of those people who are now talented and trained, some of them, you know, they feel stable enough, so they just come back to Iran, like their their home country, and they're teaching right now. They're teachers, you know? And I think what could really help Nigeria are, you know, basically similar countries to this if, you know, the like teachers from the same country that you know went abroad to learn or work you know in animations or industry they could yeah. come back and you know teaching like uh, institutions stuff like this really really helps yeah. and you know solidifies the whole art scene like in general not just in nigeria i mean in any place that needs needs yeah. it and i mean in iran I'm, I'm gonna be honest like we have really strong digital art and animation recently mm. like the scene is growing so rapid i mean trust me there's no future in it in iran but i mean the people who are like practicing it uh, of course they're practicing it for you know getting abroad um because a lot of people like even who are in iran get like really good paying commissions you know i'm just gonna say that from like outside clients because uh, because they work on their talents and you know their skill because their the knowledge is coming inside mm. you know from the people who went yeah, out yeah. that's yeah. the whole point i'm trying to say and that could really help yeah. nigeria as well in my opinion yeah, that makes sense that makes sense mm-hmm. and all right with um with everything that's been said and done to conclude that we discuss could you please give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skill sets um when it comes to um, animation, drawing, character art, and all that. Basically, give us a step-by-step roadmap for someone who is zero. Yeah, so I, I guess you know, that's a very tough question because for me, I, it took me a lot of years um, experimenting, you know, um, trying my hands on different things. I, I guess when you're young, it makes sense for you to, you know, dabble in a few things and just to um, find out which one is more interesting, uh, which one um, um, gets your attention the most. You know, so... I, if you are young, I think you should just try out um, as many things first. You know, just take um, a little time to try out various things: animation, character design, background painting, layout, two um, um, D animation, hand drawn, three D animation. You know, um, grooming, everything. Just try different things first. Um, then you find out which one is more interesting, which one um, draws the attention the most, and which one is you actually want to focus on. And then make sure you actually focus on that one and don't try to jump to the left or the right. Um, so if you, for example, want to be a character designer, you focus on character design, make sure that when you go to social media, you follow only character designers. So this is my own, this is my suggestion. And, uh, you know, you don't have to take it. There is no, um, it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, it's not a rule of thumb. Or anything i'm not saying that this is the only way it works people can figure out many ways but this is my own suggestion so follow only people that are in that space where you want to where you're targeting to be the best at um 
make sure you put in as much if you need to study um if you need to get a degree online and uh, there are schools like um plural sites um um, CGMA, you know, that there, there are various digital art schools online. Um, you can take courses there. If you want to do VFX, for example, I, I think, um, um, I think, um, Norman, G-N-O-M-O-N is a very good school for that. Um, there's also Schoolism. Schoolism is also a good, um, online school as well, you know, for character design. So you can, um, you know, make sure you get you focus on that and get the degrees necessary to um, to focus on that, and then use use take some time out to build to get all the trash work out of your head, um, and then just um, keep producing and producing and producing. Um, I don't know so much about posting online. Um, I think posting online is important when you have gotten a bit of confidence in the quality of work you're putting out. Um, don't wait too long. And don't be too quick to put online as well, you know. So um, if, if you get the right, if you put, start putting your work out at the right time, you can get feedback from people. Uh, when you see people's responses, I mean, people's responses is not the um, the ultimate um, the ultimate habitat of um, the quality of your skills, but um, responses can help you, you know, realize or, or uh, fine tune your area of focus and your area of interest. Um, so that you can continue to hone on that skill and improve on it, then um, make sure you have you have uh, make sure you are visible online as well. Try to be on different places like Art Station, um, Behance, Instagram, um, maybe Pinterest. You know, just be make sure you are visible. Um, LinkedIn also, like you won't believe it. LinkedIn is actually I get more more traction on LinkedIn than Facebook. You know, so yes, LinkedIn is actually very, very important as well. Don't forget LinkedIn. Yeah, so I know it's difficult. So when you post on Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and all these places, you have to post at the same time. It's a lot of work, but make sure you try to be consistent at that. And, um, you know, after a while, people will notice your consistency and they will reach out to you, you know, um, and hopefully you'll be improving as you are being consistent as well. So I think that's that's best um that's best advice based on my own experience. That's the best advice I can give you. You'll be, you'll be, you won't, you won't need to find people. They will find you. Like I, I, there was a point when there was a point when I was really looking for a lot of work. I was looking, you know, trying to trying all my possible best to get people's attention. Every single work that came in every um, hundred dollar job was a big deal for me. But now there's so much work that I can I'm telling people, people reach out to me on, People reach out to me on Instagram commission. I don't do commission anymore, you know. So, uh, and all the works are, all the jobs are coming to me now. I did not reach out to them. I never reached out to Disney. I never with Disney, DreamWorks, Nickelodeon, Marvel. All these guys reached out to me. I didn't reach out to them. I did not do anything on my own part. So I'm just saying that if you are consistent and make sure um, you have your own unique voice and your quality is improving and you're consistent, then you will definitely be found online. Exactly. And the thing that uh, I want to also mention is that, I mean, a lot of these big companies and like some of the people who are listening to this podcast are even dreaming of, sorry, my camera, yeah. <laughs> are dreaming to work with. Um, they always like have talent agents on yeah. the lookout, you know, on every single social yeah. media. Like uh, LinkedIn, of course, I mean, as you said, is the most important. It's like the first, I think, thing they like look look through, mm. you know, yeah. in the scene. Um, 
Yeah, because it's the most formal like social media for businesses, and um, yeah, they always look for artists and works. You know, there's talent agents everywhere. You you wouldn't believe, and especially in the age of social media, it's so fast and easy for them yeah. to find you. You know, it's all all you need to do just as cliche and cheesy as it sounds, but just do what you love, be consistent, yeah. and you know. There's always you're there's always a niche that someone somewhere yes, needs, yes, you know. Exactly. So you never yeah. know. And yeah, I mean that's about it. And thank you so much for coming by. And where can people contact you if they had a question? Um yeah, my email is uzomadunku at gmail.com. You can send me direct emails, I respond. Also, if you send me a, a DM on Instagram, I will respond. As long as you don't say hi or hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll respond to you. Oh yeah, they message hi and hello, then expect you to yeah. say hi, then then they ask their questions like that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, just say whatever you want, like in a single paragraph. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and all right. Well, thanks so much for okay. coming by. It was a real pleasure. And take yeah. care, everyone. See you in the next episode. Right. Bye.